the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, Colorado's conservative podcast, providing insight and thought-provoking discussions on Colorado's most critical policy issues. Let's join Michael Fields for today's edition. Welcome to another edition of Advanced Colorado Rundown. My name is George Brocker. This here is Michael Fields. And today we are honored to have on the podcast a guy who's, I can't read through the whole resume. It would take up the entire podcast, but uh, he is also the head of AMG Bank, which is that sweet Thomas Jefferson looking building out there in Greenwood Village. It is awesome. Earl Wright, sir, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Uh, We wanted to have you on because you have gotten to be a subject matter expert of sorts and someone who has been published in the area of PARA, the Public Employee Retirement Account. I'll say this about it. It is a sweet pension for government employees. And my familiarity with it starts and stops in large part with the fact that when I was the elected DA, I was able to be a para employee just while I was the elected DA. So for eight years, I got to pay into this system. The the, uh, county state paid into that system. And I want to believe that someday when I'm all grown up, I'll have the ability to draw off that. But my understanding from reading what you've written is that it has created and giant liability for the state of Colorado. It has. We've got about, I think the most recent number is $27 billion. Um, Actually, it, it may be a little bit larger than that because we didn't fully fund it with the most recent legislation uh, that um, was trying to make up for the 2020 lack of any funding, uh, which was $225 million that they did not uh, fund in 2020 uh, that was supposed to go to the plan. So it's $27 to $28 billion underfunded. Um, it's a well-managed fund. I want you to know that. Uh, Michael, what do you think? So I wanted to get a little bit into the fact that this is a defined benefit plan. And if you could explain what that means, what that's like compared to uh, the private sector. Uh, and and really, you know, this is an idea that they have three, your top three years are what counts uh, for your defined benefit. And I'm wondering kind of where that came from and if that's sustainable. Well, it, it's, you asked a couple, three questions there. So let's let's start with the first one. Uh, defined benefit plan is one where uh, the state says that they will pay a certain amount. Once you retire, they will pay a certain amount of your, your uh, uh, ending salary um, based upon the number of years that you've been in, uh, in, in government employment. So if you've been in 30 years of government employment, you can end up with approximately 70% of your ending salary approximately. Uh, if you've been in 10 years, I mean, sorry, 40 years, you can end up with approximately 100%. Uh, that's an enormously generous plan relative to what's available uh, in corporate America. In fact, corporate America, maybe a decade, a decade and a half ago, started uh, getting rid of the plans because they were finding themselves in financial difficulty uh, because people were living a lot longer. Um, and the plans, uh, they had actuarial uh, uh, returns that they thought would 
work for them nine, 10%. Well, it's very hard for the financial markets and investments in general over a long period of time to get that return, particularly in the last 20, 30 years. So they have opted to put together what's now called a defined contribution plan. And, and that doesn't assure you of what you're gonna end up with at your end of your career. But what it does assure you of is that as you're putting money into the defined contribution plan, the company will match that with some either 100% or some percent of that over time. And you have a choice to invest it the way you want. And, and uh, the, the net result is, is that you can also, if you move around, you can take it with you. Whereas in a defined contribution plan uh, in corporate America, well, you couldn't take it with you. And uh, with the para plan, as I remember, it's frozen. So you can take it, you get something out of it eventually if you don't take the money out uh, a, a pre, a prematurely. I think the other question that I would have is, you know, looking at the economy right now, looking at the fact that we could be in a recession soon, uh, you know, the market is down a little bit right now, has been up and down. I guess what kind of impact, you know, the last few years, the stock market, you know, investing has been doing pretty well, but that's not necessarily going to be the case. How much impact will that have on these unfunded liabilities in para? Well, it could have a lot. Uh, in the last two years, the uh, para has had about a 20% return. They've done very well, 17%, I think, two years ago. And this year, I believe it's coming around 20%. So they've really done quite well. They've got a well-diversified portfolio. But you've, you've had the kind of economy where you could do quite well, and they have. Uh, but if you uh, have an economy that stalls out and the financial markets don't do reasonably well, they're actuarially supposed to get a 7.25% return to end up being fully funded by 2048. Um, the next two to three years, if you have a recession, you have a slowdown in the economy and you have stagflation, which a lot of people are suggesting could occur, that's not a very inviting market. Uh, if, you know, if we go back, and I unfortunately will not remember it, go back to the 70s when you had a market that was you know, just stagnant and we could very easily have a stagnant market uh, for the next decade. That would be devastating uh, with regards to uh, uh, para, because much of what they've invested in is equity or equity type investments. Also on the uh, fixed income side, if interest rates continue to go up, you know, you're, that doesn't work for you either with regards to your fund. So this is not a particularly good period to say that you're going to continue to outperform and get that, uh, that underfunding taken care of by just an exceptional uh, investment return. Uh, I don't, I don't personally think that's going to happen in this decade. Is there a fix, Earl, out there? It's just a matter that we lack the courage to do this? Or at the end of the day, do we need to completely overhaul? I mean, because as you pointed out, there's what, 500,000 plus Colorado retirees and potential retirees in this program. What is that fix that we can or cannot do here? Well, first of all, you can can go out into the public and and, uh, you have to have, you can do things uh, legislatively or through constitution and so if you want to try to really make radical change to it, you can try to make a constitutional change. But I don't think there's much of a chance to do that. Um, and, and besides that, you probably have lawsuits on your hand because people have got a contract and they have been told that, hey, this is what if you come to work for the state, this is what we're going to pay you. And uh, there are a lot of people, George, that actually work for the state because of the pension uh, and they hang in there because of the pension. I can tell you, I've met people on, out on the plains who gave up uh, jobs working for people to go to work for the state because of the para. Uh, so this is not, this is a well-known. 
the fix. Uh, the fix probably is to uh, is to to uh, say any new member that is going into uh, change the plan. So any new member going into the uh, uh, being a public employee is going to have a defined defined uh, contribution plan, uh, and the state would contribute to it along with them. Now the nice thing about it for the participant instead of a defined contribution plan is. Uh, for example, teachers, there's a, there's a large percentage of teachers that never last uh, more than five years. So if they had a defined contribution plan and they were in for five years, guess what? They could take that with them and they could roll it into an IRA or another 401k and they'd have that for the rest of their lives uh, and continue contributing to it. Um, so there is an advantage to having a 401k, but there's the uncertainty of uh, what you'll end up with at 30 years or 40 years because you have to make certain you have those funds invested appropriately to have growth in them uh, so that you have something at retirement. I want to ask selfishly for me, if I somehow were able to get myself into a position to retire with one of those defined benefit things, the pension thing, um, are, on our current path, are we going to be solvent when I'm ready to retire? And I know you're looking at me, Earl, thinking, dude, you're in your early 30s. You are correct. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> my retirement comes a little bit early. <laughs> it's so true. I was taking on the role of Michael Fields there for a moment. Um, is it going to be solvent when I'm ready to go? If we if we continue the way we're say, saying, we should it should be solvent. Okay. Uh, we put in 2018. There's a the Senate bill uh, 18200, uh, which did automatic adjustments and said that if if we're if we somehow get off the pathway to get funding full funding by 2048, we will have people have to put more money in, the employer will have to put more money in, those retired will not get the uh, uh, as much of an inflation adjustment. In other words, it kind of helps fund itself. And there's 225 million that's supposed to come from the general fund every year. If that's done every year and they get 7.25% return, which over that period of time, there's, there's a chance they can do it. George, you're in great shape. Uh, but well. if they... Uh, if the state if the state decides they're going to fund it some years and not in other years, in which the current legislation is just playing around with that, and really, frankly, it, it personally bothers me that we didn't make the full 20, 225 million contribution in the fiscal year 2021 uh, budget, and we did an effort to you know take care of part of that this year. But if you read the and it was an effort to take care of part of it, so give credit for where you know, credit due. But it didn't take care of all of it. And there's some Mickey Mouse with regards to earnings and offsets with the money that's put in. But we're still about 50 to $70 million short of where we should have been in our contributions over the last three years. Earl, the last thing that I wanted to ask you, you know, you've been on the board uh, of Common Sense Institute for a while, been talking about this issue, Para. You mentioned some of the reforms that have happened, SB 200, the, the reforms that happened this year. Uh, you all have been very successful uh, in an issue that normally kind of gets lost in the shuffle to have the legislature focus in on this. I guess, one, how do you how do you think that you all have been able to do that? And then second, what will it take to keep up the pressure to make these extra fixes that you're talking about? Well, you have to stay engaged. Uh, first of all, you have to keep doing the analysis to say, hey, what we've done hasn't solved the problem we need. And there's two or three ways in which the problem can uh, we can uh, make up the monies that were short over the last three years that that should have gone in. Uh, so you have to continually monitor it. It's like managing anything, except you're 
you know, the interesting thing is we're the public <laughs> and we're the public monitoring, monitoring the government. And so I don't think we have any choice but to stay engaged and monitor. If you want to do something to para, continue to monitor. Now, we've got some legislatures who are really uh, interested in making certain that's corrected. Representative Byrd is absolutely terrific on this. And, and uh, you know, Danny's there. She's a lawyer and she's got an MS in finance. So she knows what it's all about and she can talk the talk. And I think people respect her. So you got to have an entry. You've got to have the information like common sense has. And then you have to have an entry point into the legislation mm -hmm. to that you can talk to somebody and they have enough of a uh, of a of a sense of of who they can talk to and people respect them that they can in turn have legislation that will get some action. We just about had it this year, not totally, but just about had it this year. But you got to stay engaged. Uh, Michael, you know that you and George know that if you're not engaged, it'll slip. Earl Wright, uh, this is a crash course in para, where we're going right, where we may be going wrong. Thank you for your time on this. This is fantastic. Well, thank you for the questions and appreciate all you're doing, George and Michael. Thank you. Thanks, Earl. Uh, this is George. That's Michael. This is Advanced Colorado Rundown. Until next time, man. Thanks. Thanks, Michael. Thanks. You've been listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, brought to you by Advanced Colorado, the conservative thought leader, driving dialogue and solutions to Colorado's most critical policy issues. Find them at advancecolorado.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.